0: Welcome to Full Court Press, a podcast by basketball fans for basketball fans, aka Toronto's number one NBA podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Felix. Tune in every Tuesday to catch up on all NBA and basketball-related content. Subscribe to the show and download episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your shows. And follow us on Instagram at fullcourtpress.io. We're on episode four, titled Scorpio Gang. Let's get it. This episode of Full Court Press with Bonnie and Felix is sponsored by Hoopin. Speak the language of basketball on and off the court by repping stellar t shirts and hoodies that invoke basketball related terms such as sharpshooter, unguardable, and buckets. This is the perfect gift for the basketball player in your life, so go and cop a hoodie or a t shirt at www.hoopinbrand.com and use code Full for 15% off your order, all of which you can find in this episode's description. All right, so this episode is titled Scorpio Gang for a numerous amount of reasons. The obvious one, it's November. The second one, though, is that Felix and I both share a birthday month. My birthday is on November 7th and his is on the 17th. So we just want to give a shout out to everyone who has wished us a happy birthday. Honestly, we were so excited to do this episode. And yeah, like we we have no idea what this episode has in store for you guys as well as for ourselves, honestly. We're going to just talk basketball, talk some life stuff. It's going to be a hell of a time, man.
1: I know, man. I can't wait. You know, I love, you know, sometimes my closest friends are always around that those last three months, you know, it's a Scorpio. Scorpio attracts those guys.
0: Uh, I man. Yeah. Like, what do you think is a is a common trait amongst Scorpios that you think every Scorpio has something that isn't found in like your local newspaper because all the shit you read there that could apply literally to anybody yeah but in terms of like a trait what do you think is like a distinct trait
1: that Scorpios have do you have one in mind I think low-key low-key all Scorpios are some somewhat cocky
0: oh you know what I mean oh my god I think yeah I I think I could I never I honest I would never have thought of that
1: but I could relate yeah like you know a lot of people always obviously have like you know self-conscious issues Whatever issue you do with yourself, but it's just some sort, some part in your area that you're you're cocky about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. Me too. I, I'm cocky about some areas, but you will never expect that from me, right? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like a hidden
0: trait. I totally agree. I totally agree with you, man. Like to see that cockiness is like a hidden trait, but like I feel like everybody can inhibit cockiness to a certain extent. You know what I mean?
1: It's pretty vague. So you can basically say that with anything you can read in a newspaper horoscope crap
0: right yeah but for me i think that for the majority of scorpios that i know including myself we are we we reserve our energy for when it's really needed in relation to certain emotions we want to invoke for example if in the moment i should be really mad i feel like it's not i i don't want to add fuel to the fire i feel like i save the energy So that when there is the actual scenario that I should be mad, that's where it all comes out. You know what I mean? I just release all the ammunition out then and there, because I feel like we reserve our madness or like our our you know our ways of showing emotion when we actually like have to. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but
1: yeah, I can I can follow what you just said. Like, do you feel like you
0: do you feel like you lash out sometimes, or do you or do yeah you do, or do you reserve that for when you when you think it's necessary?
1: Before I used to lash out. Now I'm low, like I'm saving it here and there. Right? I'm not just mad, you know? Yeah. I just, it's whatever. But I I get what you're saying. Saving it, using that energy to be mad at something you should be mad about than being mad at something that you can really just took maybe five seconds to just breathe and it would have been nothing to you. Mm -hmm. We've been off for a week. So there's about a. a week and a half of games that we we could catch up on you know so my question to you which game was your favorite game or which game felt like a playoff intensity type of game
0: ooh from the within the past 2 weeks
1: yeah yeah there's been a few
0: yeah there there has been a few there has been a few i i i i like the fact that like we're starting to see a lot of competition now like in the fourth quarter I feel like it doesn't even matter if, like, earlier in the game, if you were down by, like, a 20-point deficit or something like that because the past Knicks and Bucks games have been so close. Like, I was just literally thinking about um, the Bucks ended up winning this past game against the Knicks. and But the thing is, the second unit in that game alone, with Derrick Rose and Emmanuel Quickly, I can't think of another backcourt duo that comes off the bench in the league that is that explosive effective on the court. Offensively, and they were so. I mean, they still took the L, but they were so so sick. So I, I'd give. I'd say the Bucks and the Knicks were a dope game. Obviously, Steph Curry against uh, Trey Young and when he dropped fifty points. That was a really dope game. At the same time, though, like I was really thinking about it. If I was Nate McMillan, I'm like, why the fuck am I gonna leave Trey Young out there on the bench? He's not gonna be. If if Steph Curry is playing, and your star slash franchise player literally patterned his game after Steph Curry, that motherfucker has to stay on the court till Steph Curry sits down. There's no way I'm going to let Trey Young just sit on the bench, even if they're down by what have you. That already goes to show that you folded as a squad. It never shows the resilience or like or the what if. What if he stayed for additional min- minutes, even even though like it was pretty much like a done deal. Like It still would have been competitive basketball if they were going back and forth, shooting threes against each other, you know what I mean? That week alone was, or these past two weeks alone, have been very, very entertaining. But yeah, man, how about you? What was like your game for the past two weeks, or or what's something that like really astounded you in a in a certain way?
1: You already know I'm gonna talk about this one when Luca hit that buzzer beater.
0: Ooh, yeah, against yeah over Josh Richardson. Oh my yeah,
1: God, bro, that was a beauty sent from heaven, bro. And that's the second time he did it to them. Right, another game I really liked. I really liked the Knicks and Bucks game. You know, you were talking about resiliency. Like Tom Thibodeau is not shy of playing playing their guys. Have a lot of minutes. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So he did give a risk. He was that whole run was almost Julius Randle not even playing.
0: Yeah, yeah. The lot, the, the second half alone, like was just sitting alongside with R.J. Barrett, pretty much all the starters essentially. Yeah,
1: yeah. So and you know, talking about the Knicks a little bit. When Derek Rose said that he's playing with joy. You remember that quote? Yeah,
0: yeah. The the difference between happiness and joy. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: yeah. he was happy but he had all of pressure. Now now he's playing in a really great team and he's not even the leading guy. He's off the bench. So and he knows what he can bring to the table. And obviously he's gonna be accountable in some some areas, but it's like a lot of weight is like on his shoulder. He's just he's just like an he feels like he's just an extra piece to just push him over the cliff. And but he's playing with joy, so he he's playing like with well, no no expectations. He just wants to play. You know, I i have been pretty impressed lately actually with um, Tyrese Maxey.
0: Mm-hmm. He dropped 31, yeah.
1: He dropped 30 back-to-back games, right? And mm-hmm. and I think everyone knew he was the next man up when Ben Simmons obviously going through what Ben Simmons going through, right? I guess it was just a really great fit to be honest, because now Joel Embiid is just basically saying, oh. Our chemistry is really good. Kinda of like bashing Ben Simmons, like, yo, we didn't even need him. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy. The chemistry is blessed. You know, so that's that's really reassuring for Tyrese Maxi because he's basically leading the team, right? He's their he's their point guard. So if and he's a young guy, so to have that, you know, support from your from your star player, that must feel nice, right? So mm-hmm. what else, man? Like I'm super impressed with Scotty Barnes, bro. Scotty fucking Barnes, bro. Everybody really was shook when Messiah, uh, turned down the, uh, what's his name? Jalen Suggs. Suggs, right? Everyone got shook. I got shook too. I'm pretty sure you got shook too, right? So, and then now Scotty Barnes is coming and he should be leading the rookie race, but it's Mobley leading it. But yo, if you really look at the numbers, almost identical. If anything, Scotty Barnes just scored is scoring more than Evan Mobley. So I'm super impressed, man. And you know, you're going up against Jalen Green. And Jalen Green's, bro, he's taking a league by storm, bro. I love how he's playing. He plays with so much, like, he kind of reminds me of, like, a Gerald, Gerald Green when he, like, that, mm. that bounce. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, when he, like, get, when he takes off, like, yeah. Holy, bro. And he, he just has that persona, bro. Like, I mean, the last game with um, Cunningham, right? And he was just, <laughs> the meme is, like, yo, Jalen Green's really trying to make this, like, a, a personal rivalry. But Cunningham is, like, is just brushing it off as, like, nonsense. It's funny because, yo, he took it personal. Like, he used that as per- number one motivation showing the league why he should have been the number one pick, you know? Yeah. But, yo, I, I'm happy with all these young stars, man. I really am. And the only thing, like, you know, with Atlanta, like, I'm pretty disappointed in them because I, th- I thought they are going to have a better start to the season. Like, knowing that, you know, coming off, you could have been in the Bucks, right? Almost going to the finals. I thought that was going to carry momentum. But then even Trey Young's like, yo, the regular season is boring. I mean, that's not. I don't. I, I don't like that. I don't think it's reassuring from a star player. You know, mm-hmm. I want. I want my player to be like, "Yo, yo, we're the new team. We're, we're the number one team in the East now, right or West." So I, I just didn't like it. And I don't think he's playing his best basketball anyways right now, right? He's also he's he's struggling. Not that he's not the best shooter, and it's, I don't know. It's, I feel like there's no motivation now. I think he's still kind of mad about like the officiating because I know he's used to a lot of those calls. Mm-hmm. Same with James Harden, right? But I like the way he's officiating actually. Game, all these games has been really, really good.
0: hmm Yeah, man. Like, obviously going off with continuing on with, with James Harden, just to quickly touch upon him. Like, I remember posting on our on our story that he's pretty much, if you really think about it, he is the Floyd Mayweather of, of the NBA. In the sense that he knows where to get points. He knows, you know, when to when to turn it on, when to turn it off. But the thing is too he knows he's great at doing so because now these fouls on him are getting fucking ridiculous and they're clearly fouls and the refs are doing nothing about it. You know what I mean?
1: He's the poster boy, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, he is the poster boy. So like there comes a point where how long will this last for? You know what I mean? But like I said before, um, he changed a rule in the game of basketball, which is very influential now. So that to me will solidify his spot on this season's 75th anniversary team. If you really think about it, Charles Barkley, he's on the he's on the 75th anniversary team. He changed the rule. Same with Shaq, uh, same with Reggie, same with AI. So it all kind of aligns in that sense too. If now, if you're if 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 you wanted to add another like factor or or um, evidence to the matter of who belongs to that squad, but. Yeah, no, like James Harden, even though he's not averaging over 20 points, he's not going to the free throw line as much as he wants to, he's still being effective in other ways around the basketball, right? He's still grabbing those boards for you. He's still dishing out those assists in the absence of Kyrie Irving, right? So he's still a perennial all-star. He like He's still somebody to look up to, even though his, I guess his presence isn't as hyped as it was in previous seasons, you know? And the main difference between Brooklyn as well as the Lakers, because I'll bring up both of them, the one thing they, sh- they have in common is that they obviously have a lot of veteran players, is their coaching staff. If you really combine and, and, and look at both their coaching staffs on Brooklyn's side, the fact that Mike D'Antoni isn't there anymore, you can clearly see Mike D'Antoni is not there anymore. This is Steve Nash's squad. Could he still implement D'Antoni's ways of just literally getting the ball into the hoop, more possessions, three-pointers? Right. If we move over to the West Coast, check out the Lakers, specifically the Lakers, you know, um, in the fact that they lost, even though it may not seem like a big deal, it is a big deal. But they lost Jason Kidd on their coaching staff. Right. Kidd being obviously now um, the head coach, head coach for Dallas. So there, there are like some missing pieces. But watching these past two weeks, I've come to the summation and conclusion that probably this decade alone of the 2020s may be the only decade, if not very similar to the to the 1970s, where we might have a new champion every season. What do you think about that take?
1: I think it's pretty valid because look, you have up and coming teams. Look at Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, bro. The Knicks, you know, the Hawks, if they get their shit together, right? And on, a, on the West Coast, maybe the Nuggets will make it a little... If Nug- Jamal Murray was in this season, Apple Nuggets clear favorite, even with, whatever the fuck is going on with Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with that guy. He's obviously not playing with that max contract he deserved, uh, that he got. He clearly didn't. He's not paying for that. I do believe it, bro. Like, I-, I think you're not far, you're not, I don't think you're not far off.
0: The only reason why I say that is because it's this season alone within the past two weeks, I know it's really early, early to say, but I can see within this decade of the 2020s, I can see Utah winning at least one. And the reason why I say that is because Utah, the way they're playing within these past three to four seasons, especially last season, they've been, they're they're pretty much the 2000s San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're shaping they're, to be that. They're, they're shaping to be that way. And Quinn Snyder, you know, shout out to that dude because obviously he was under Greg Popovich's yep. uh, wing. So... Um, With that being said, that Utah Jazz squad, if they were to even go up against a team that Dwayne Wade ever played against in in the playoffs, having Dwayne Wade there now as a part owner, I believe, of the Utah Jazz is going to be huge, a huge influence because they didn't have that last season. And if I really think about it, I know this is a stretch because you just touched upon Denver, but it's also very similar in the 90s era in relation to the big men. Especially that 95 season when it was Hakeem versus uh, David Robinson. And David Robinson took the MVP, but then Hakeem fucking punished his ass in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Slapped him, bro. Slapped Slapped him, him. exactly. And I kind of see that right now in, in regards to Jokic being the MVP. But if it was like Utah versus Denver, I would actually have my money on Rudy Gobert to like ruin that man on the boards. Because... Obviously that's his that's his job, right? And both of them can average more than 10 boards a game. But with the absence of Jamal Murray on Denver, Utah will take advantage 100%. Yeah, as of right now, right? And I'm just really excited to see where the regular season will end up coming by, you know, by All-Star break, but it's fucking exciting right now.
1: I love it, bro. Yeah, I haven't felt this joy in a minute. Like you have all these great games every single day, right? Or even you're not even looking for a game; you're looking for a specific player. I love like I'm looking at Kevin Durant. Look, this guy's leading the league in scoring. Yeah, right. Bro, it's amazing to see Kevin Durant play, bro. Oh my god, it's like he's. I feel like he's gonna his prime is gonna be pretty long.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think his prime is as long as he wants it to be. Because the thing is, he's so careful as well with how he takes his shots. Yeah. How he gets, and how he gets the ball to the basket. And like you said earlier this season, he loves to pass the fucking ball. So if he passes the ball, you still got to watch out.
1: He's he's so cold, bro. He's fucking cold. So I, I, I definitely fuck with him.
0: Uh-huh, honey.
1: But yeah, man. The league's looking nice right now. And the league looks like it's going to be pretty good after, like, Brown is um, retiring and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Man, that Lakers squad though, I feel like they're so far from figuring it out. Kind of reminded me of like that Nash, Kobe, Dwight Howard, Paul Gasol thing. Yeah. It's kind of looking like that.
0: All right. So in this episode titled Scorpio Gang, we just want to talk about ourselves a little bit. Make sure you guys get to know us a little bit. And we'll try to tie that in to some talks with basketball. We're going to try to bring the city of Toronto to your ears right now and answer that alongside with certain questions that are there, are hypotheticals, certain scenarios, hopefully that, that you know, will bring some music to your ears in a certain light. So for Felix, I'm going to just ask you a couple questions. We'll go back and forth and we'll see where this night takes us. Okay. All right. All right. So my first question for you, Felix, is if you were to go on a hot air balloon with somebody, From the NBA, all time, all right, throughout NBA history. And you guys were up there talking about life on a hot air balloon for two and a half hours, let's say. Who would that be and why?
1: Honestly, pick Draymond Green. Oh, okay. He looks like, you know, honestly, he has a big mouth. (laughs) no, 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 no. (laughs) But he looks such a cool dude, and you know you're going to have a good time with him anytime, you know? I I feel like he's gonna nonstop talk. He's gonna make me talk. You know, I'm 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 not a, much of a talker, so I match people's vibes. So if you're talking, I'm matching your vibe. So I feel like he's gonna get me talking for those all those two hours. You know, mm-hmm. that's a good question. Okay, here's mine. Who would you take to the CN Tower? And you get the full like the full experience, the full service. You know, you get the you get the view. You do the edge of the walk. And then you can ro- do that rotating dinner service. Um, okay. And this is like all-time NBA? Yeah. And nighttime too, you know? So in Some the, fireworks you, in there.
0: But I don't know if you could do the edge walk in the... I don't think you could do the edge walk in the evening. Can you? I've never done it before. I've seen people do it. and It looks you, really fucking cool. You do it before sunset. Okay. okay. That's it. Okay. 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 Um, I would take... Ooh. I have not... Wow. This is an interesting question. Believe it or not, I would actually take Jimmy Butler.
1: Oh, what?
0: Yeah. Why? I, would, I feel like Jimmy Butler has a quality to him that he's always... I'm not saying that all the other basketball players don't have this persona or aura about them. But I think that Jimmy Butler is a type of person that just likes to talk about life. And and um is always down to learn new things. And is always down for a new experience. You know? Because for him, like having his, I believe his own coffee shop or his own coffee company or brand of some sort, um, to even his just listening to the way he talks in response to interview questions for post-game interviews um, and the way he holds himself accountable, especially with the whole recent, you know, Jokic and Morris beef and stuff like that. Like, that's my guy. Like Jimmy Butler, I'm like, regardless of like whoever's his teammate, if someone, you know, for example, if you, if something were to happen to you and we we're playing ball and someone were to body check you like that, come on, bro. Oh, yeah. you, I'm not going to let you back. just, I'm going to, I'm going to have your back. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I want someone, I want, if I want to be on the CN tower, I need somebody that has my back and it has so to be Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Right. Yeah.
1: I see that. I see that. Yeah. yeah, I, feel yeah. That a, I feel like he's also looks like a good time. Like he's right? going to show yeah. you a fucking good time, you know? Uh-huh. My next
0: question for you is you're on the highway. Right? Okay. And you're driving from you're gonna you have like a two, three hour drive, okay? And you have someone sitting beside you in the passenger seat. That person's the DJ and also helping you get from point A to point B safely. Who's that person sitting beside you? Victor Oladipo.
1: Oh my god. Oh. This guy will give me the best playlist. He looks like a type of guy, he's an R and B guy, you know? Because obviously he's an R and B artist beautiful voice bro oh my god you wouldn't do dame sorry i I
0: know i know you're you're finalizing with victor oladipo but you wouldn't do dame
1: uh you know that's a good one i feel like i feel like you know no that's you know what i'm still sticking with my boy victor oladipo dame is cool he's probably gonna rap to me he's gonna expect me to rap back but i can't rap like that But Victor Oladipo, I feel like he matches vibes, you know? it's like, yo, what are you feeling right now, Felix? he said, like, say, yo, give me some <laughs> un- unconditional love vibe. And he'll go with that. You know what I'm saying?
0: See, when you said, what you feeling right now, Felix? I imagine Victor L- Oladipo taking his left hand and caressing it on your right thigh as you're driving.
1: On no, the I, I, <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine him singing it to me, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that's who I would take, bro. Now, going back to Toronto, the Toronto scene, Who would you take to do the full experience of Center Island? Ooh, wow. Center Island, huh? Hey, you go to the ferry. I know exactly the person
0: to take. That person is Boban Marjanovic. That's the guy I'm taking. Wow, yes. Boban would be, he would be such like a great, great time. He's like the big friendly giant in real life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you want to spend time with him. He's like, of course, let me spend time with you.
1: No, no,
0: no, no. You know what I mean, or like, he'll he'll get down on his knees to do anything for you. LOL. (laughs) Um, but no, I feel like he's a loyal person, and he just wants a good time. Like, I feel like he's the type of person that, even though he would still draw a lot of attention because the motherfucker is so tall, he will still be likable. He'd still treat people and other people like he'd treat the public, obviously with respect. He'd be, you know, he's just he just feels like an all around dude. And to go to the island, especially if it's, you know, during the summertime and on the ferry, like we got to, we got to make sure that we're sitting somewhere in the middle and we're not like on the edge, peeping out, looking over, you know, the body of water just because with that extra height, he's also extra heavy. So we don't want the, we don't want the ferry to tip to one side, right? Just, we're going to just chill in the middle and just talk and and hang out and, you know, go for a swim, have a picnic. Yeah, man. Like. Um I would I would hand fit, feed him some grapes in his mouth and he would just tell me about like his time with Luca and his time <laughs> with Tobias Harris and whether or not you know like those friendships are 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 still like tight knit and I'm sure they are yeah I feel like Boban is uh he's a he's dope I would totally take Boban to the island, man.
1: Bro, you literally dead as just described your whole date. Like, I felt like I, <laughs> I felt like I felt like I watched it on TV already. Every time you said it, I, I pictured exactly that was happening.
0: Right? Yeah, man. Just uh, some, you know, whenever you know when you have like dreams or when you're talking, you're like storytelling because storytelling is so. It should be very engaging. It should be very like ooh yeah. ah. Like you know, you, sh- you should have you should have a feeling about it, whether that be better or whether you feel like it's wrong on your end as a listener or or as
1: a as an audience member, right? But,
0: yeah, storytelling is just sick. Yeah,
1: because I felt, honestly, yes, I felt like after that experience, I felt like you guys walked away being best friends.
0: <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? He would, it would be like a father-son thing. I'd be on his shoulders, and he'd just hold me, you know? <laughs> and when we go home, it would be so funny. <laughs> I, can,
1: I can see that. I can really, really picture that vividly. My God. like For some reason, I, I see you holding cotton candy. oh man
0: All right, man, so my next question for you that was a good question, Felix, that was a great question I enjoyed that, I enjoyed that a lot Um, ooh, okay so, you know, you're either hitting up Yorkdale or the Eaton Centre or any other major huge mall in in Toronto or outside of Toronto and you're you're going shopping right, but here's the kicker, you're shopping only for um, suits, blazers, ties, dress shirts—you know, like formal fits for the most part. Who are you taking with you, and why? Yo, really,
1: yana tata bro. Oh,
0: that's a great answer. I already know what you're, what's coming,
1: but keep on going. Did you see? Did he see what he, his suit he was wearing when he when he when he went to the White House? Yeah, that was he this guy looked, looked so good. That looks super clean, bro. So I know he had my back. But which what place to get the suit? But I feel like, yo, I feel like we do the whole, like, the whole nine yards with it. I feel like he said, yo, let's look at this spot. And then, yo, let's go to the next one. And then he's going to show me to a place. Yo, have you ever watched that um that British movie, the Secret Agency one? What's that called? There's a bunch of them, though. No, the, the, the one. Ah, fuck, bro. The British one, bro. Oh, the Secret Kingsman. Kingsman. Oh, the King. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kingsman. Secret Service. I, yeah. I, I really feel like Yana's going to bring me to, like, some shop like that, like, you're just a shop but then you, if you go down the secret door you see the exclusive stuff you know <laughs> really, he has those type of connects man yeah I'll go with him get That's... some champagne yeah get the whole limo service yo and yeah I'm gonna show him some Toronto food define Toronto food yo the street market bro any hot dog stand okay. any hot dog stand downtown bro get the Polish sausage shit game over <laughs> They fucking cook that shit so well, so cheap, so cheap. <laughs> I wish, I wish our cuisine here in Toronto was more
0: like exaggerated. I feel like it's it's very underappreciated. I feel like there should be
1: more of um. There's you know. like in the summertime, there's so many spots for a street, like a little area for like, you get the food trucks. Yeah, yeah. Oof, game over, game over. All right, bro. Here's my question. All right, who would you take? To Niagara Falls. Ooh, to Niagara Falls. And you get the whole experience there too. So you go in the morning, maybe you um grab a coffee, go see the falls, come back, you go to go karting. After that, you start you start Clifton Hill. You know what I'm saying? You go you go to lunch, go somewhere to have lunch, boom. Maybe go to Rainforest Cafe to get lunch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> boom, next. You go you just explored the rest of the Niagara Falls and shit. Because there's more than Clifton Hill. There's other spots you can play games. Yeah. And then you go to the keg where you see the vault You see them, you know, Niagara Falls in the background. Yeah. And then you just go see the falls one more time and that's it. You'll probably go to a bar after, like Margaritaville. Oh. And then that. Okay. And then the casino's right there too. You go to the casino after, bro. You, got, you get the full nine yards, man. All right. Like you okay. guys don't even go to sleep to like 3 a.m. in your penthouse. Ooh. Ah. Okay, believe
0: it or not, you're going to be surprised at this answer, I feel. But um, I'm going to go with Carmelo Anthony. Holy. I'm going to go with Melo. I feel like he has the stamina and endurance to do all these activities on his time off. I feel like he's low-key a dude that's very reserved in his actions towards the public. He doesn't really make too many public appearances. He's not that loud in terms of his personality. He's a nice, wholesome dude. and if we were together, like, you know, at the falls, especially when you said the whole casino rama, like, you know, just going to the casino as a whole. If we were playing poker, I feel like that's something he would do. I feel like something he would enjoy. Plus, he yeah. also has a great podcast, I believe, called "What's in Your Glass," and he's like, in a way, like a wine expert or like a like a sommelier to a certain extent. Like he's really, really, Jeez. very well spoken on that podcast. Like, wine has, tour, yeah, man. Like he has. His interview skills are so, so great. And he's so, he's just a nice dude. I feel like all the dudes I'm picking are like nice dudes they're not assholes. But like, I feel like Melo would be the perfect candidate to like hang out with at uh, Niagara
1: Falls. Yeah. That's, that's fucking cute, bro. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you having a good time. <laughs> I feel like somehow you come back with your hair braided. With my hair braided, if I yeah. yeah,
0: fair, okay, maybe I can
1: see that. I can see
0: that. That's so funny. Oh man. Oh, okay. This one, this one, I feel like is a anybody can answer this question. Like to the, um, to the extent that it depends on what movie it is. But you're choosing one NBA player, active or not active. Who would you take to a movie theater to watch a movie with? My boy
1: Dirk Nowitzki. Really? Yeah, man. He looks like he enjoys a good movie. But he sit beside you though, right? He wouldn't yeah, sit in front of you. Me. Okay. Of course, bro. He's sitting beside me. And we had to sit at the back because he would probably, probably block a bare man's. But <laughs> I can see him enjoying a really good movie, man. And, you know, I think we do the whole experience of VIP, wine and dine. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yo, you know what? I feel like he's the type of person that would talk in the movie
1: and be like, yo, Felix, can I have the rest of your popcorn? And I am like, See no more here. <laughs> I, I will never shut him up, bro. That's my guy. That's my guy. And then I feel like he's going to... I feel like we would probably even sneak... You know, you know, back in the day, we had to sneak to another theater.
0: After one movie ends, you can sneak to another theater. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh,
1: I feel like we're going to do that. And just enjoy two for one special. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Who would you take to the AGO? Ooh.
0: Okay. So the Art Gallery of Ontario. Yeah, I think I'd be set on taking... On being with Kobe Bryant at the AGO. I think Kobe's mind is something to deconstruct and to investigate because it's fucking beautiful and i feel like the word choices that he would say to interpret certain certain pieces of art or how it makes him feel i feel like he just has that presence where you should be silent just because he's he's there with you especially if it's somebody like you've watched growing up and you really had a huge you know Appreciation for right and yeah, I would I would in the heartbeat I would take Kobe. I'd like take he, Kobe.
1: I feel like he'll give you such a huge learning experience, right? Like I feel yeah. like you're gonna learn so much from him, especially if you go to EGO and then let's say you go to an after party. You know, oh fuck, bro. I I can see that. I can see that.
0: Right? Yeah, man. You're taking somebody to Kensington Market, you're checking out all the spots, you're checking out Blue Banana, Bungalow, um, Cafe Pavanar, there's a bunch of dope places there, even like, a, bu- it's a great little neighborhood, you know what I mean? Who are you taking?
1: I am taking DeMar DeRozan.
0: That is very, that, that is a very respectable, like, an honorable answer, I, I feel like, because that neighborhood is so sick like you have a bunch of vintage clothing stores alongside with like
1: and, medicinal stores and coffee shops and, and very very low key food spots yeah yeah oh, and they're all delicious man oh my god there's pupusas there like a the spanish dish Oof. yeah to die for man it's and it's just like downstairs like a grocery store and you go up there's just yeah, making pupusas yeah. it's crazy man I feel like there's a whole vibe, and I feel like Demar Derozan matches that vibe. True. And then you know he's show me some kicks, gonna like he'd probably give me a free kicks. I'm like yo, say say word. I was just you know obviously I'm not his size, so I just put in like in a case, have him sign it, bro. I love Demar Derozan, so I feel like you're gonna have such an amazing time. Yeah, and he would be already familiarized with the area because exactly. he been like, in Toronto
0: for like a long time. So
1: he has a good transition. He's like yo, let's hit up you know Harbour Front. I'm like yo, will say no more. Let's go. <laughs> you know Crystal Beach boom I feel like that he's a, he's a huge downtown vibe he looks like, like that right yeah yeah, yeah. I'm gonna s- step away from Toronto again cause this is a very like I feel like it's such it's that recently I feel like such a hot destination the BAMS what bro
0: what are you talking about man Alberta oh a Banff. okay the Banff. Banff, well, you, go,
1: you get to see the whole, you know, the water turquoise shit like that, man.
0: Yeah, but, like, when you, people go to Banff, like, all their pictures don't really look like that. There should be a picture of people taking pictures of that. You know what I mean? It's crowded yeah, it looks, as shit. But no, it looks beautiful, bro. It is beautiful. It I is ha- beautiful. I'm
1: going. One of these one of these days, I'm going, man.
0: It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, If I were to take somebody to Banff in the NBA, I'm taking Tyler Hero. I hey, feel what? like... What? <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, I'm t- I'm taking Why? Tyler Hero.
0: Because I feel like right now, he's low-key. Tyler Hero is becoming the Justin Bieber of basketball. Okay. Do you see what I mean by that? 100%. You know what I mean? I actually do. Okay. So, I don't want... Not that it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But I feel like Tyler Hero is just... I feel like he has like an outdoorsy type of personality to him. I feel like he would know things survival-wise um, nature wise as well, that not a lot of people would know. And I don't wanna take you know, I don't wanna take the wilderness out of the white boy, you know? So that's just the honest truth. I think Tyler Hero would be really cool to go to Banff with. Plus I feel like he'd be the he'd be the person I feel that would not cause too much attention, but when it's necessary, he'll be like
1: the life of the party as well. You know? He he does look like those you know, that one guy who's always turning up and he'll just give you like that positive jumpy vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you were at a frat party or if you're at a house a party or something, you know, he's not I mean? a frat guy. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like he would be the dude that's playing beer pong. I feel like he'd be the dude taking shots. I feel like he'd be the dude like doing random dares during a party, high school thing or college thing, it really doesn't matter. I feel yeah. like he, he he'd be a floater. He'd be literally everywhere, you and know. So he's
1: a guy who should be the captain, but he's not the captain just cuz he doesn't want the responsibilities.
0: He's a dude that's just there for a good time. For a fucking good time. Uh-huh, honey. My last question for you. Happy birthday, Felix. Thank you. <laughs> 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 We're playing 2v2. Okay? Okay. Who's your second man? Who are you partnering up with? T Oh. Oh, Interesting. Sick. Okay, dope. You know what? I'd actually do Grant Hill. Dang. I do Grant Hill, obviously pre pre ankle, okay. So, all right, yeah, because he, he got those bunnies, so, and everybody knows the Grant Hill, um, signature move, you know.
1: Here's my last question to you. You're getting married. This guy's your best man, and he throws up the sickest bachelor party in your life. Oh, yeah. He, he he, and on top of that, he helps you plan the wedding from from A to Z. Who is that guy? Okay, fuck,
0: man. Believe it or not, it's
1: actually Brian Scalabrini. Shut the fuck. Yo, you're capping. There's no way. No way, bro. That's Brian Scalabrini. No fucking way, bro. The White Mamba? No. No. There's no way. No way. There's no way, bro. There's no way you pick this
0: guy. No, okay. Fine, man. I, I I was genuinely thinking Brian Scalabrini, but if since you're not accepting this, you're not accepting my answer. I'd actually go with Dwayne Wade. I think Dwayne Wade is the mold. I feel when it comes to something like that. I feel like he's he's, he's very methodical in, in his ways of, of like making sure everything is in its place. Kind of like you know if you're cooking with like mise en place and stuff like that. I feel like yeah. he's very purposefully planning everything ahead of time, but then also making sure the people that are affected by st- such events are you know happy and are excited and are having a good time thank you guys so much for tuning in to this installment of full core press with bonding felix make sure to follow us on instagram at FullcorePress.to and to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your shows so we're going to be playing a classic game of head-to-head Pretty much, Felix is going to give us a category. Myself and him will go back and forth within a fifteen-second span to respond with an answer. Felix, what's the category for this head-to-head segment?
1: Name all the MVPs in NBA history. Ooh. Okay. Count me down. Three, two, one. Kobe Bryant. LeBron James.
0: Shaquille O'Neal. Kevin Durant. Hakeem Olajuwon. Tim Duncan. Michael Jordan. Kevin Garnett Larry Bird
1: Magic Johnson
0: Oh fuck you just took mine Um Allen Iverson Kareem Steve Nash Dirk Derrick Rose
1: Ooh shit Russ Steph Curry Harden Moses Malone Kevin Durant
0: You already said Kevin Durant Oh sorry James Harden You already said James Harden
1: did I Kevin Durant and James Harden? I saw all three of them?
0: Uh-huh, honey.
1: Charles Barkley. Julius Irving. Ooh.
0: Fuck. Bill Russell must have won MVP. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, fuck. Giannis. they Jokic. Oh,
1: fuck. Fuck. oh my god i feel like there isn't that many left i don't think so bro then we got everything
0: i think we got almost everything here let me look at this up real quick
1: we went back and forth
0: oh yo bro we almost got almost all of them we missed bob pettit bob koozie wilt thank you so much for tuning into full court press and we'll catch you in the next one